And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. I may have a lot of thoughts about algorithms and the way the internet feeds me content that is, well, what they designate I should see based on what I've seen before. But the algorithms aren't always that bad. Lately, I've been feeding my algorithm. I've been feeding my algorithm very, very intentionally so that the content I'm getting is the content that makes me feel good and gives me insights and, to be perfectly honest, gives me perspective on some of the more difficult topics. Because if I just keep looking at all the difficult stuff, I keep finding myself stuck in the same corner of not knowing what the heck I'm supposed to do, what am I supposed to think, what am I supposed to say. And if I look at the problems from a different perspective, the solution always seems to appear. Hey there, everybody. I'm Kathy Brooks, your host for Talk Unleashed, the weekly untethered view of what communication can really look like when we're prepared to be radically honest, radically authentic, and radically compassionate, conscious communication. It's what I coach, it's what I do, and each week on the podcast, that's what I get to share. Sometimes just my musings and sometimes in conversation with remarkable human beings. So on this week's episode of the podcast, range, perspective, diverse points of view, and how by getting out of the box, I can actually see that maybe there isn't actually a box in the first place. Just bend your brain a little bit. Good. Then you're in exactly the right place. Buckle up. Because this is Talk Unleashed. peg in a round hole, marching to the beat of my own drummer, thinking outside the box. These are a few phrases that are very, very familiar to me. Familiar because I've been hearing them as long as I can remember. I have never been one to do things the way other people do, though ironically and in a strange way, I'm also a rule follower, so I'm not entirely sure how that came to be. But I've never really been someone who gave a shit about what something was supposed to look like. So the other day, I saw this video. It's this little baby with a bunch of pegs and a matching pegboard that's kind of the top of a a bucket sort of container and the idea is take the pegs and match them to the corresponding shaped holes and slip them in and the baby has this one peg that is star shaped and which is the hole right in the middle but the baby is trying to get it in at a different angle and is trying the different holes and it's not working and it's not working So the baby just takes the lid off it, throws the peg into the bucket, and puts the lid back on. (laughs) I say that that is a child destined for greatness. 
I've been thinking lately about how many times I have taken a run at something, it hasn't worked, so I back up and think that running harder at the problem is going to solve it. Uh, not necessarily the best path. I mean, often I'll get it done, but mostly because I've jammed that strange-sized peg into the wrong-sized hole with so much force, it can't help but get in. But what if there's an easier, softer way? What if there is a smoother path? What if there is a path of least resistance? It just means I got to look at the problem from a different angle. I got to get outside the problem to look at it a new way. A couple of months ago, I was belly aching a little bit to my business coach about, oh, something that I was feeling that maybe I wasn't capable of doing or not qualified to do. And we were on a Zoom meeting and she just smiled at me and she said, Kathy, have you read the book Range? And I said, no, I had not. And she said, okay, your assignment is to read that book. And it's a book by an author named David Epstein called, as you might guess, Range. And it has nothing to do with cowboys or ranches or stovetops. It has to do with the idea of specialization in an increasingly diversified world. That we live in a world where we have been taught, indoctrinated really, that we are supposed to know from a very early point in our lives what specialization we're going to follow, what career path are we going to get on, what are we going to do, and how are we going to do it. And kids today have these schedules of extracurricular activities that are constructed to set them on a path for a specific university, a specific career, a specific set of skills. But here's the interesting thing. What this book explores using a number of different studies is that people who specialize early may get a head start, so to speak, and excel early, but they peter out much sooner and they don't have a long game. And the reason they don't have a long game is that their view is too narrow, that their perspective, the way they look at the world, the way they solve problems comes from one lens. That the truth is that people who make choices later in life and come to a career with a more diverse tapestry of experiences have a higher degree of probability in problem solving, in creative problem solving, in innovation, because what they're bringing to the table is a more varied perspective. There's one particular example in the book that, that really caught my attention. It was a medical scenario. There were students in medical school who had been given a problem in a class of a patient who had a tumor in a particularly problematic part of their brain. That the traditional forms of surgery would devastate this patient so that laser therapy 
was a viable option, except the problem was that the, the tumor was of such a size and of such a type that the level of laser that would be necessary would destroy the brain. So it seemed to be an insolvable problem that you couldn't just cut the patient open and cut it out and you couldn't just zap it with a standard laser. And so what do you do? And then the book takes a turn and starts talking about a military exercise. It starts talking about a military exercise of an army of a relatively small size that was trying to take on a larger sized city and that in order to take over the city, the army couldn't just attack because of the way this city was fortified. So what the general decided to do was split the army up into groups and spread the groups in a circle all the way around the city. And that they synchronized the attack to all move on to the city at precisely the same moment from so many directions that the army inside couldn't retaliate and they won. Now, I'm not particularly thrilled about using a weaponized military example, but the premise, as I saw immediately, was, wow, what if instead of one laser, you used a bunch of tiny lasers of a different power to all attack the tumor at the same time? Well, it turned out that was actually the solution. And so back to this hilarious example of this adorable child, What's so interesting is here is a baby who thought of a new solution, who came up with a creative solution. And there's going to be a point in this child's life, maybe, where they're forced to just put that peg in the proper sized hole rather than to find something unique or creative. That so often we're told that things are supposed to be a certain way, that they have to be a certain way. And the question that I have is why? For the last number of weeks, the topic that I have addressed here on the podcast and that seems to be the only topic that comes up consistently wherever I go is this catastrophic division that we're facing in society today and that the only way forward is to find a new way, that the paths that have, have, have brought us here just aren't going to work. And the truth is, they've never really worked. War's never been the answer. Nobody ever wins. There may be a victor, but everybody loses. Everybody loses. Creativity. We all have it as kids. And we make castles out of sticks in the woods. We make fortresses out of blankets and pillows. We grab pool noodles and we become swordsmen. And there is so much creativity and so much out of the box thinking. And somewhere along the way, we're told, no, you got to fit in this box over here. Or yeah, that's not going to work. You're supposed to look this way. You're supposed to like these people. You're supposed to vote this way, eat this place. And what might it look like if none of that had to be the case? What if all of us, instead of just trying to jam the pegs into the box in the right place, just took the damn lid off the box and played a different game? 
in the show notes, I will put a link to this delightful video because it is well worth the watching. And here's my invitation to you. And it's an invitation I'm taking on myself. Where is there a problem or a challenge in your life that you've maybe been avoiding because the ways that you're supposed to use to fix it or change it or address it just haven't been working and doing it harder doesn't seem to be working. What if you came at it from a different angle? What if you could find a new perspective? What if you could admit that you didn't know a new perspective and ask for some support? What might be possible in the world around us if instead of just running harder at the problem or trying to jam something in, making it fit. What might it look like if we just tore the lid off the box and decided to play a new game? We did it again. Another episode of Talk Unleashed. It's so great to have you here. And you know what would be even more great if you could scoot over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe even Spotify, and leave a review. Over on Apple, you actually have the chance to say a little bit about the episode. Spotify, just throw some stars on there, hopefully five. It helps us get seen and helps ensure that this conversation and conversations like it keep getting heard by the people who need to hear them. So do us a favor, hop on over and leave a review. And in the category of saying awesome things about awesome people, huge thanks to my producer, John McLean and the team at Monster Sound and Picture. They are just the best. And if you've got ideas or questions or feedback, I read all the email that comes in. So feel free to toss a message to talkunleashed at gmail.com. That's talkunleashed at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, who you want to hear from, all the groovy stuff. And most of all, Thank you. Thank you for listening, for being part of the conversation, and for keeping the conversation going. See you next week. Bye.